Well, you know, I have Hard a love for fireworks, so that's... You do I love just, fireworks. Fourth of July is like your favorite holiday, weirdo. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I... So, it was really... What a traitor like, to black culture. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, y'all. It's not about that. It's about the fireworks. My family just do it a little different than everybody else. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> we embrace the blowing up stuff with the parties like the the be Welcome back to Gentrification, a podcast chronicling the process whereby the character of two urban black girls turn women are changed by adulthood and societal norms moving in. We sip cocktails while improving our understandings and attracting new views, typically displacing current narratives, morals, and values in the process. I'm Gloria Dean. And I'm Sunny Carter. Let's get gentrified. On the rocks today, we have a classic sidecar cocktail. For this cocktail, you'll need one and a half ounces of cognac, Three quarter ounces of orange liqueur, three quarter ounces of fresh squeezed lemon juice, and an orange swish for the garnish. To make this cocktail, you'll add the cognac, orange liqueur, and lemon juice to the shaker with ice and shake until well chilled. Strain it into a coupe glass. That's the ones that are like a little bit circular, but like narrow at the top. I love them. Garnish it with the orange twist. And this is hands down my favorite cocktail, if I'm being honest. Like, it, it really is. I love cognac in this form. You can also use brandy. Cognac is just like a fancy-ass brandy. Like, if you drink Prosecco and call it champagne, you can, like, drink brandy and call it cognac. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I, I'm, I don't do too much dark liquor. I like to do it every once in a while. So... I, I would give that a try. You said that's your favorite, though. I love the sidecar. It's well, it's my it's my favorite because of the recipe. The recipe is literally if you replace cognac with tequila, it's a margarita. Okay. And replace the lemon that. juice with lime juice, it's a margarita. It's yeah. like the standard cocktail. It's like how to taste the liquor, kind of, in a mm-hmm. way. It's like the spirit gets to shine when you make this type of cocktail because you know how oranges taste, you know how lemon tastes, you know how lime tastes. So that other taste that you're going to get and that other palate that you get is going to be the spirit. So that's why I like it. Yeah, that. I mean, I would try it. I would definitely give it a try. But just the dark liquor, I'm learning and growing. I'm not there yet. You literally live on the islands. Like, you have pure white Hennessy. I'm just like, why? Yeah. It's like 60 bucks a bottle, too. So, you guys, paying hundreds of dollars. Maybe I should lean in and embrace it a little bit more, huh? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But how are you doing, sis? What's new? Uh, this has uh, been an interesting week. 
I was a little anxious about some things that I had going on at work, but I ended up doing um, a meditation session today, and it was really good. I just got a moment to just reflect on all the things that I've done this year um, and accomplished this year, and it was some pretty cool stuff, like credit score looking good. I got some business credit. My business is growing, so um, I'm, I'm excited to see 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 what happens next, see where we go next with this. Gentrification is growing. That's cool. So what about you? I'm doing good. Uh, gentrification is now LLC. Yes. So that's exciting. Um. We just embarked on this Flowers Friday thing. Yes. I'm ready to get that up and running. I did request an article that was something happy, something that highlighted black love, and that's, that's definitely what we have. So this article is called Nine Black Wedding Traditions You Need to Know by Ariana Labari, and it was last updated June of 2021. And um, let's be honest, we've done this episode like six times already, guys. Okay. yeah. <laughs> We have been having technical difficulties since somebody has relocated back to the islands. I'm not going to say it's the island's fault. Yeah, they But it's the common denominator. The struggle was a little real, but we're back. We're back. And I'm excited about it. So, yeah. Yes. We definitely wanted to get this episode out for you guys so that... Um, you can just kind of get our takes on the nine black wedding traditions that you should know. Do you want to start off with your top five? Sure. Um, this definitely some of these traditions, um, we were familiar with, or I was familiar with, and there were some that were pretty new, um, but it was just exciting. So, my first one, or the, the one that I really saw to be the most interesting, was the tasting of the four elements. And in this one, during the wedding reception, the bride and the groom will taste four elements. And this just signifies the different, um, like, stages of life that you go through when you're married so you know it's not always going to be um easy and happy and sunshine and rainbows so um that one was definitely a a top one for me what about you what was one of your favorites i mean i definitely enjoy the tasting of the four elements because Mm -hmm. I like, you know, what they represented. So, like, you know, like they said, like, you taste cayenne, lemon, vinegar, and honey. And it represents spiciness, sourness, bitterness, and sweetness. And those are supposed to be, like, the stages of marriage. So, it was interesting to me. It wasn't my number one thing at all. My number one thing, of course, was uh, knocking on the door. Mm -hmm. Because that's a huge fucking party. 
Yes. Yes. And that's what I'm all about. (laughs) The fact that, um, like the bride or the bride to be gets to get gifts. She gets gifts of money and liquor. Like the groom brings that to her family. So that's super sonic cool. And the father asks the bride three times before approving of this unity between the two if she actually wants to marry him. And it's traced back to Ghana, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ceremony traced back to Ghana called Kukuko. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it's pronounced. Don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> I've been to Ghana, but I am definitely not that great at Fonty. So... You said it with confidence, so... I did. If you got it wrong, someone please give us a, you know, just a little note. You can help us out. Yeah, gentrificationpod at gmail.com. Let us know. (laughs) Um, But I think knocking on the door was my favorite. That was my number one. Um, I like, you know, the idea of, like, making sure that the woman actually wants to be the one who is engaged in this. Like, she wants to be married. It makes me think that, like, they weren't forced into it. They had the option to do it. Yeah, I think that was definitely my favorite part is, like, well, the money, the party, the gifts, that's, that's exciting. Our family is really into that. But then the fact that, you know, especially in the older times, like there was a rent, not even older times, even sometimes now there's like arranged marriages and stuff. And, you know, sometimes the women doesn't have as much of a say so for the father to ask her directly and more than once just to really give her the space to be confident in her decision I think is really beautiful so where did that fall for you what number was that for you um because it's a party I don't have to put it too low on the list so let's put it at three Three, yeah. I knew I like, it. I knew you were going to hit it in the middle. <laughs> yeah, three. So what was your number two? So your number one was tasting the four elements. What was your number two? So my number two was the libation ceremony. Okay. I really um, just found that one to be cool. This one, um, you get to... Well, I have known of libation ceremonies because... Um, here on St. Croix, I've been a part of them for different events and ceremonies that we've had. And it's typically just the, like a pouring of a small amount of some type of alcohol or water and then saying the name of an ancestor. So doing that just keeps us connected, um, keeps uh, us, I guess, you know, closer to them, more aligned with their wisdom and you know, to do it in that form of a, you know, for events was one thing, but to do it in a wedding, I think really ties in that family element for me and just, you know, really acknowledging what, what brought us here today, what truly, truly brought us here today. So, um, it's just something where you just, um, I think in the article, what did it say? You just pour a small amount and you just have like a photo or like a toast or just something to honor those that have passed. And so I think, yeah. What about you? So libation ceremony for me actually fell at like number three. 
Mm-hmm. My number two is jumping a broom because I've heard of this for like my whole life. And I think that was the one thing that I've always said, like, ooh, I want to jump to broom. Like for me growing up, somehow jumping a broom was like being married. And that yeah. kind of like is what it represents like during slavery in America when they didn't have the opportunity to have an officiant. Jumping mm-hmm. a broom was their only way to kind of signify this marriage is official. So that's what the article said. And they said it's traced back to like Wales and like somewhere else in Africa, right? Where else? Yes, it was Wales and West Africa. Your ancestry, right? <laughs> yes, that and that's what I found to be really cool about that. I was reflecting and I was trying to think if I had actually, trying to remember if, like when I had actually seen a wedding where someone had jumped a broom and I couldn't vividly remember. But when I did see that fact, I was like, wow, when I had... Um, worked on my ancestry that was something that I uh, realized is that I traced um, ancestors back to Wales and so I was like this is you know an interesting way to tie together two two cultures um, that are connected to me and and then I also like the fact that having it as a keepsake and you know passing down to different people in your family or different generations like just oh my god no absolutely not pause we recorded this episode too many times you know that was my that was my spiel that is what i like about this i want to be the one to have the fucking broom and pass it down okay i want to be the person with the room you You can take it you you took my spiel you know that's my thing I just went to a wedding where they had a broom and it had multiple ribbons tied on it. So it was like passed down to like my close friend and she got married and it was super cool. I was like up close and personal with this broom. It looked cool. It looked like a witch's broom, but it had like (laughs) ribbons like wrapped around it from like multiple marriages in his family. And I was like, yes, like my family doesn't have any sort of like keepsakes like that. So I definitely want it. You come from black excellence with like generational wealth, generational marriage. Like, I'm building it, honey. (laughs) Y'all don't have a broom, but I'm sure y'all have something. You won't have any problem finding something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. (laughs) Honey, look, the broom is my thing. That that's fair. I'll I'll you're correct. I'll tell the truth, guys. In the last episode, she did give the spill about the broom being a keepsake. But, I mean, it's still a cute little gesture. It's like, you know, it's it's something to consider. I'll it say is. that. So that was my number two. And then, like, the libation ceremony, like, for all the same reasons you said, like, you know, I have ancestors that are lost. Like, obviously, my parents are both gone, so... I want to honor them somehow in my wedding. So the libation ceremony is pretty dope. And since I want to get married on a mountain, I like the, like, fact that you, like, pour the holy water or the liquor or whatever in, like, the north, south, east, and west corners. Yes. So, like, that's, like, that compass aspect. So that fits in with my little mountain wedding that I want. So I definitely, uh, I like the libation ceremony at three. My number four was tying a knot. What was your number four? I would have to put the money dance at number four since we're separating them now. 
But um, uh, yeah, let's tie the knot was interesting to me. Um, as I read the article, I liked the significance. Um, it just wasn't that as high on my list. I don't want to have too much stuff going on. You know, you tying the knot, jumping the broom, crossing the sticks. It's just a lot. So I don't want to like do too much. Um, but it 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 was interesting. Why did you like that one? Uh, I like what it represented. Um, like multiple things. Well, it's like tying a knot, like it's done with a kente cloth. Uh-huh. And like, I've always saw the kente pattern, but I never quite understood what it was for. So like to do the research on that alone really made me think differently about it. So like the gold is status and serenity. Yellow is fertility. Green is renewal. Blue is pure spirit and harmony. Red is passion. Black is union with ancestors and spiritual awareness. And like, it's just like really cool to see something like, it's kind of like jumping a broom. Like I've seen it all my life, but I never actually knew what it was until I actually got to like learn about it and see it or like invest in it. And like the Kente cloth, like having these like representations via colors, it's like really cool to me. And like knowing how women weave it, together like it made it have a whole different like vibe for me so I definitely wouldn't mind doing that but like I also agree with you on the whole like I am like trying to jam a lot into a little wedding and like I'm trying to get married on a little mountain like I'm not like we're gonna have to figure out how to break this apart like I don't know if we can really jump the broom on a mountain or like have time to tie right? and take cloth while we're also like post hike, like everybody might be taking a swig while we're even like trying to like read our vows, plus the <laughs> elevation in Colorado. So, yeah, it it would be a lot. I I want a wedding that does incorporate some of these elements, but it can be simple. I know our family like we enjoy just to be together like the ceremony will be important that it will be fun but it doesn't need to be long like let's get through this and then let's get this party going <laughs> celebrate do you want to write your own vows um i could do that i could do that i might look to some places for inspiration but i could definitely see me writing my own vows i think um especially just because i'm somebody that enjoys writing and capturing moments and experiences that i would really reflect on what got us to this point that's super sweet (laughs) you already know i'm writing my own vows i write I write on the daily. I can't help but write my... I think I practice writing my vows when I write love letters. Like, I can see that. You've already put some elements in there that you're like, yep, this is definitely... But that's cute. I love it. I love love. Black love especially. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Shout out to us. I'm included in that. Hello. <laughs> of course you are. I mean... Yes. You and your dude are excellent source of black love. I mean, this this episode almost did not occur because you was trying to order dinner and, you know, you guys were meditating. We did. It was great. 
it wasn't both of us meditating. He helped to create a space for me to meditate. And it was a really nice space. Look at that ingenuity. I know. I know. And I was like, this would be a great business idea. It's crazy where my mind goes sometimes. (laughs) I mean, there's literally people who, like, go out and cuddle with other people for money. So, like, helping people (laughs) meditate is, like, more hands-off. You know how I am about personal space. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, what have we not mentioned? So, like, I think we haven't mentioned colonots crossing the sticks. And integration of the NPAC organizations, Black Greek organizations. The colonuts, um, that element was interesting, or that tradition was interesting. This is a fruit that is full of caffeine and used for medicinal purposes throughout the tribes in Niger, Sierra Leone, Liberia, and Nigeria. At weddings, it's used as a symbol of unity. So I was like, that is pretty cool. I'm not sure if they, it says some people eat it, uh, yeah. And then it also, <laughs> um, it also says that it's just a reminder to heal any problems that they may have. And it promotes fertility. So if that's, you know, if you guys are really, ready to start your family that I could see that being something I don't know if I would put that at my wedding specifically but you know especially that fertility element is a huge piece to people I do want a little baby at some point but um at this point I'm not trying to rush things so I mean like okay so ideally you get married right you get married (laughs) What's ideally the amount of time you want to wait to have a baby? Are you trying to like travel and have adventures first, or are you like jumping right in? Yeah, I'm still living this adventurous life. I so what I can say is my partner is a great travel partner, and that was something that was really important to me. And as we've gone places so far and been able to just just be so in sync with certain things that we're doing, that I'm like, okay. We got a little bit more of the world to see. We, we're pretty good at this. So um, we both have our passports. We um, haven't taken our official international trip together yet, but we are doing a little bit of island hopping. So that's kind of cool. I'm going to be devil's advocate. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so you say y'all have a little bit more of the world to see. Are you sure you don't want to see a little bit more of that world with the little one? Like, gonna put it in god's hands <laughs> wow kids travel for free as long as they're under two so that's nice but at that point that price tag is real <laughs> wow <laughs> babies are adorable though like i said i i really am excited to have my own family I mean, you better be. You come from black excellence. Yes, yes. (sighs) Okay, so next, after the cola nuts, what were we missing? Crossing sticks. Yeah, I couldn't think. So, I okay, my grandparents do have a place. I do know where my great-grandparents live. Of course you do. 
Yeah, I I mean, but okay, so crossing of the sticks, let's let's explain it to them first. This is a ritual that dates back to slavery during the ceremony. The couples cross sticks while exchanging their vows representing unity and power. So that that's powerful. Like I'm I'm all for that. That's amazing. Um another part of it is that um, you can go to an ancestral home of yes. your family and grab some sticks off a tree. Which, I mean, I shouldn't be so cynical. We do have my grandparents' home in Hayes High, Missouri, and there is a plum tree there. I can go there and grab some sticks. Will I? Absolutely not. The mosquitoes are the size of bullfrogs. I'm not going back to Hayes High unless it's absolutely necessary. So, whatever. You, on the other hand, have multiple homes you can go to and grab some ancestral sticks to cross. At your wedding. I'm not so Okay, but that would be in the country too. Like some of my families from like parts of Kentucky and like Ironton, Missouri. So clearly, yeah, it, it could happen. Is it on my list? I don't want a big show. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is really cool. And it does say that you can use sparklers. Which is a great way to incorporate it at the end of the ceremony when you're coming out. You do see that. And just knowing that it does have that additional layer of meaning would be special and cute. So that's something to consider if I put it on my list. I'm literally not trying to be like a Michael Jackson Pepsi incident at my wedding. (laughs) So sparklers are probably a hard no. Well, you know, I have Hard a love no. for fireworks, so that's... You do I love just, fireworks. Fourth of July is like your favorite holiday, weirdo. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I... So, it was really... What a traitor like, to black culture. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, y'all. It's not about that. It's about the fireworks. My family just do it a little different than everybody else. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> we embrace the blowing up stuff with the partying, like the the being with family aspect of it. That's, that's <laughs> what it's about to us. We what a safe way to explain that, that one. <laughs> what a safe way to explain it. Whatever, I catch them all the time with burgers and hot dogs. We celebrate Juneteenth too. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for our last topic, this is the integration of Black Greek sororities and fraternities. Now, I guess it's last on our list because neither one of us are in a sorority, but um, it's something that we've seen before, either from our college friends, from our family members. Um, It's a very, very special moment. Anytime I've ever been able to witness it, you can definitely see the love in that moment from the sorority um, and or the fraternity. And it's something that may be in yours for sure, right? (laughs) I mean, well, maybe. There's definitely a tradition on their side that they do have a song or something that they do. I mean, and I'm sure that they'll be strolling around. So there's that. But I mean, I'm I'm not against it. I definitely feel like I'll let him choose whatever he wants to incorporate from his fraternity into our wedding. Um, I'm not Greek, so I don't have any say over it, really. 
but yeah we'll see how that goes in the mountains because <laughs> <laughs> and then i think that this we can tie this to our gentrified piece um being coming from a institutional school a high school where hbcus weren't encouraged as highly you know that is a decision that i i look back on and i'm like you know if i go back to school again or when i talk to my kids about going to school i'm definitely going to push the hbcu life more um the network that you get is so powerful um the things you learn the setting that you get to be in where black culture is at the forefront of it i think it's just beautiful so um, although it's not a piece of me now, who knows what the future holds? Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely have, we have the opportunity to get, like, further education and go to HBCU, but I definitely went to a PWI. Yeah. And uh, I love my experience, though. I wouldn't change it, like, because I did want to look at uh, Hampton and I wanted to look at Howard, of course. Yeah. Spelman was not on my list, but... It definitely Xavier was at the top of my list. Spellman was? No, Xavier. In oh, Louisiana. Okay. Xavier. Yeah, I remember you talking about that Xavier. in high school. <laughs> that was like you were so close to going there. Very close. I know, right? And I was just like, oh, how things would have been different. But it's still um I went to UK, go catch, University of Kentucky. And like you said, it was still a very fun experience all of my friends majority of my friends are black not all of them but the the majority of them are black and we're still friends to this day so although i didn't have that larger black community that i was in um i definitely found my piece of it that i keep very close to me i mean i do feel low-key lucky that he's greek because then i can be like always uh like in integrating in black culture by proxy like if he wants <laughs> to go do something like then i can yeah. always go and be there as his like partner supporting him so i get to be like a bystander all the time yeah. but like i also feel like there's like an aspect of it that like i don't like because he has this bond with all these people that like you know he shares stuff with them that he wouldn't share with me because i'm not a part of his fraternity and that's yeah. just weird to me because he's like, yeah, my best friend I mean, I it's, it's a very big commitment. So, um, a lifelong commitment for most involved. It is a part of the world that you won't know much about in about unless you're in it. But you know, everybody has to choose what network works best for them. So, um, you can, it, that's just one aspect of his life, but you guys definitely have a lot more things that you share, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy he has that because I have things that I have that are just mine that he's not interested yeah. in or a part of, so I would never <laughs> want to take it away from him. I just think it's, like, I can share everything about my things. Yeah. But he has some, you know, discretion i guess that he has to it's have. the nature of it you know just think if he was a secret service agent or something like that or even in but the military which is something i'll be facing soon there's certain things we just won't be able to talk about true that's true i mean i guess 
you know, like, I mean, I'm about to be 30. And I think that's the thing that I'm being gentrified about is that like to get married for me, it's not just like something that's coming like just because of the age or just because of like it should naturally be happening. Like me and him have talked about marriage and stuff. And I feel like we both are really trying to focus on working on like what type of husband I want and like what type of wife he wants and like trying to work towards being that person. Yeah. And I didn't think that it would be this like not hard, but like this in involved and this like thought out. Like I feel yeah. like we're really like trying to be like we're making a Venn diagram about getting married and like trying to iron out the details of like, okay, what do I want you to do like for me? spiritually, mentally, physically, like, in all these different areas. And I just definitely thought I would just, like, meet a guy, fall in love, get engaged, get married, have kids. Like, thank you, Disney. Oh, does that process not work that way at all? Thank you, Disney, (laughs) for giving me high hopes for nothing. (laughs) Right? The Disney love story. Um, (laughs) I can... Yeah, I can say that for me with the person that I am dating now um, and even with the conversations that we're having about like being together long term permanently, like forever, um, this is, you just got to take your time with the process. I am an extreme planner. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not even going to fake. I'm an extreme planner. (laughs) So it's really hard for me to take a step back and kind of let things flow. Like, I want to be able to say this is how the next steps of my life are going to go. But I'm actually at a spot where I can only determine so much. So um, I have to lean in and trust God first um, to guide me through this process. And then trust my partner that, as we make these decisions, it's for both of us and both of our best interests, which is a little scary. Because I know what I want. I know what I need. <laughs> and to just trust that somebody else is going to make that decision with that thing in mind as well. Yeah, can be pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think relationships overall is just like... As a kid, I just never understood, like, this half of relationships, like, the adult half. Yeah. Where you guys really have to be in continuous, constant communication. Make sure you're on the same page. Like, um, know that when questions are being asked, it's not to harm you. It's for your betterment. Like... (laughs) Um, even my grandma, she shared with me that my grandpa was the one that would frequently ask her where she was going as she would leave out for the day. And she was like, you know, at times she wanted to hesitate and say, you know, I'm going wherever I'm going. But um, (laughs) (laughs) she knows that it was really for her safety. Um, Just as her partner wanting to be able to know that she's going to be okay through whatever she's doing. (laughs) It's just funny knowing your grandparents knowing exactly how your grandma would like react to somebody trying right. to be in her business. Like, <laughs> like she just like does not play it. It's like you're not no like <laughs> she don't like nobody in her business. 
Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the third episode of Gentrification. Like us on Facebook at Gentrification. Follow us on Instagram at Gentrification Pod. See y'all next episode.